Welcome to Force for the Trees, the podcast where we talk about anything and everything and get lost along the way. I'm Corey. I'm Bree. Let's get started. First thing I want to talk about is podcasting. Us doing podcasts or in yeah, general? Exactly. Us doing podcasts. How do we think we're doing? What are some <laughs> things that we learned? I mean, we're, we're three. This is our third episode. We're, we've done, we successfully released two episodes at this point. I'm leaving it open for you to start, but I have I have things to say, but I want to hear what where you go. Let's lead with you. You do most of the work for the podcast, like the editing and social media, all the computer stuff. That's your department. So I don't really have much to comment on that because I have nothing to do with it. Well, what is your relationship with podcasts? Well, I don't listen to a whole lot of podcasts, honestly. I And I don't listen on a regular basis either. I occasionally will listen to an Ear Biscuit or I have I have listened to the Dr. Phil podcast a couple times. Of course you have. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know of any other podcast that I actually listen to. By the way, that joke, people are listening to that probably thinking why of course of course she has well she watches dr phil the tv show and i think you said you you'd think he's handsome i did not say that you didn't say that no (laughs) is it just me (laughs) do you think he's handsome (laughs) he's got a nice mustache (laughs) he does it's very bristly (laughs) what did you say about him I just like him. He's, oh, is, he's is very... it mom who thinks he's handsome? Someone said he's handsome. Not that I know of. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that been... was you. I must have just been thinking it. <laughs> <laughs> I just like him in general. I think he's funny, and he's very direct and to the point, and he's got a good moral compass. Like me and Judge Judy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's That's how I think about Judge Judy. So that's it then. You just listen to maybe Ear Biscuits every now and then and the Dr. Phil podcast. That's it. Yeah, that's it. I think. Oh, I also really like to listen to um, the Jenna Julian podcast. However, it is discontinued. Oh, is that the one with Jenna Marbles? Yeah, she's not. She's not doing anything right now. No, she's not even on anything at all. No social media whatsoever. I think it was multiple reasons, but I think she's been she's just been doing it for so long. She's been on YouTube for over 10 years. I can understand it's stressful, plus the position that she's been in. She's probably made plenty of money at it at this point. And, I'm sure. Well, you listen to ours now, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. We'll get back to that, like the experience of producing. But I guess I should start with my history with podcasts. I think the very first podcast I ever listened to was Stuff You Should Know, which is, (laughs) it's like a trivia podcast, basically. They talk about things that, that everyone knows about, things that everyone knows about, but they try to explain it in depth. Then I think the next podcast that I ended up listening to shortly after that was... I listened to some Magic the Gathering podcasts. I was into the card game Magic the Gathering for a while. Stop shaking your head. 
<laughs> in high school, I spent too much money on that game. But yeah, I was into that for a while. And I would listen to the podcasts about it. Uh, there was one in particular called Limited Resources, which the reason it's called that is because limited is a, is a format in Magic where you draft cards. Instead of having a pre-built deck, you start with nothing and you pick cards out of a pack. That's called Limited. Well, technically there's two different versions of Limited, but we're not going to get into that. Anyway, so that was the second podcast that I think I remember listening to. And I just grew my podcast repertoire over, you know, over a while. So yeah, I, I started listening to some tech podcasts too, because at this time, basically I discovered podcasts in my junior year of high school. I listened to them a lot when I was working at Chick-fil-A. Then I went to college and I would I would even bother Parth with them because Parth was my roommate the first year and instead of just going to sleep like a normal person <laughs> I would have the podcast playing while I go to sleep and then I'd I'd wake up in the morning and have to figure out where did I fall asleep and I'd back up I'd backtrack to the to the podcast that I last remembered and I have a lot of podcasts that I listen to at this point and you know, one more now that we started one, I have to listen to us once we release it just to make sure there's no mistakes that got through by the time we posted the the episode. It's kind of, I guess I'd say that podcasting has been something that I've wanted to do for a while. And for a while, I've actually been looking for people to do it with. I've asked a few friends if they wanted to do podcasts with me. For various reasons, it didn't work out that way. And somehow, I don't think I do. I had to do a lot of convincing for you. I just said, do you want to do a podcast? And you're basically like, yeah. Well, how it happened was the last person that you had asked, I'm not going to reveal any names, but it didn't work out. And I was, I jokingly said, I'll do a podcast with you. Oh, and, yeah. <laughs> and then you were like, okay. Let's do it. No, that's not what I was like, actually. What I remember being like was surprised. Because I, yeah. I was actually kind of surprised that... Because you're kind of low-key. I guess... I don't know another way to say it, but you're like under the radar. Yeah. So this is kind of interesting for you because you're putting yourself out there on the internet. People are going to hear you. What, what do you think about that? I think I'm more comfortable with the fact that it's just my voice. If it was my voice... And video, I would not be comfortable. The fact that it's just my voice makes me a lot more comfortable. A lot of people don't like the sound of their voice, though. You know, I have to listen to our voices when, when I do the edit. At this point, I don't. I don't think about the sound of my voice. If it sounds bad or... You know, a lot of people think their voice is grating when they hear their own voice. It's because it has to do with something like... When you're listening to your own voice in real life, it's like it's reverberating in your skull. So it sounds deeper than it is. And then when you listen back to it, you realize, oh, I sound like a high-pitched whiny kid. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you listen back to the episodes, you don't think about the well, way you sound? Yeah, I do. Oh, you do? Yeah. I um I criticize things that I say. Oh, yeah. And I also criticize the way that my voice sounds. <laughs> but in the end, I'm, I just try to keep in my head, like, everybody all the time knows that that's my voice. 
and they hear my voice and that's just that. They don't think twice about it, at least not that I know of. Anybody's never said anything about my voice being annoying. Right. <laughs> so That's actually a very rational way to process it. Because when <laughs> when I listen back to the final edit, or, you know, regardless of, of where I am in the editing process, when I listen back to your voice, I just hear the way your voice always sounds. It sounds what what you hear on on the recording is what I hear all the time. And it may not sound the same to you when you're hearing yourself talk. And no one, exactly, no one says, oh, your voice is annoying. No one says that to you because everyone knows what your voice sounds like. It's just normal. Yeah. But you you were talking about how it would be harder if it was your face or video, basically. I did video, although a lot of it didn't show my face. The first thing I remember... <laughs> <laughs> the first thing I remember doing was doing Rubik's Cube tutorials for YouTube. Uh, oh, God. Our fam our family had this little tape recorder. It was like a little handheld tape camcorder, I guess is the word for it. And I had this tripod. Well, first of all, how old were you and like what year was that? Oh, it was... It was even before high school. I think I might have been in middle school, maybe 12 or 13. What year do you think that was? 2008. Actually, yeah, it probably had to be around 2008 to 2010 era. I remember learning the Rubik's Cube when I... That was the first thing I ever looked up on YouTube. Do you <laughs> That's remember crazy. The, yeah. Do you remember the first thing you ever saw on YouTube? Yes. What? It was Charlie the Unicorn. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, actually, YouTube was first up in 2005, mm. but I didn't ever hear about YouTube until, I think I just looked, I looked up on Google how to solve the Rubik's Cube, and a YouTube video came up. Oh. And that's my first ever interaction with, I didn't know YouTube until that. And so, and then I actually saw other people doing Rubik's Cube tutorials, and I'm like, maybe I could teach it in my own way. So I just set up the little camera. I didn't do it. Actually, I didn't really do anything innovative. Everything that I did in those videos, someone else had done before, but I just wanted to teach it in my own way. So I set up the little camera, and I put it on a tripod, and I wrapped my thing about giving the camera a hug, but... Uh, from behind <laughs> because the camera's in front of me and for the people to see my hands I have to go around the camera like give it a hug basically and so <laughs> it's a weird way to put it but yeah that's what I did uh, that was the first time I ever did anything on YouTube and then when I was in high school my friends and I we did some Minecraft multiplayer and I put that on YouTube and I, I never really had a problem at the time. I didn't have a problem with the way my voice sounded or the way my face looked or anything. It was only in retrospect that I'm like, oh, I sound a little cringy. For whatever reason, I mean, the, the years do change your voice and your face and you're a different person. It's just, and I kept thinking, God, I was a little kid. I feel like no matter no matter how I used to be as a kid, looking back at it, I'm always going to think I'm cringy. Like, no matter if I wasn't or not. But what about the episodes that are just recent? Like, the, the are you talking about, like, the podcast, too? 
No, no, no. I mean, like, like let's say mom had recorded us in 2005. Oh, like video. Video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But audio, for whatever reason, it doesn't... You don't really think that as much? No, I don't really get... I don't feel like I was cringy in my voice, just my actions, I guess. But you were saying, when you listen back, you hear things that you don't like... <laughs> You think you sound stupid. See, here's the thing that that came up with us. The last episode that we released, episode two, I think I said like a lot. The word like in a 43 minute, and I'm actually ashamed of this, and I'm I'm actually conscious of it now, and I'm trying to specifically not say that word as few times as possible. In 43 minutes, I'd I'd guess I said it 100 times. I don't know if it was that many. I didn't go back and count, but Dad brought it up. <laughs> and I'm like, I just said it. Dang it, I just said it a second ago. I mean, you did. You did say it a few times. Already? A few more times than warranted, I would say. Already today or last time? No, 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 last oh, time. Last, yeah, yeah. Dad did bring it up, and I already knew. That I had said in the edit when I was listening back to it. I don't remember doing it as bad in the first episode, but the second episode, I remember thinking, I'm saying the word like a lot. And it's actually really hard, that specific, because people use word, the, the like word, they use it in the middle of sentences. If I'm thinking of a point, usually I'll say, um, and I can edit out that um at the beginning of the sentence, because it's the beginning and the end. Um, I just did it there. <laughs> so I can edit out an um in the beginning of a sentence or the end. But the problem with the word like is that when you say it in the middle of a sentence, it... Distor it distorts the sentence if you take it out. Yes. There's, there's timing. And not only that, just the sound of the air has its own distinct sound moment to moment. So if I cut out that like in the middle of a sentence, you're going to hear a word and then the way that the air sounds and then you'll hear a break. Yeah. Where it you you'll hear the cut. Yeah. Which is hard. It's really tough. And I've actually I know how to do how to fix that. The way to do it is you kind of like cut it and then tail off the audio in other words decrease the volume and then increase the volume up and then overlap those two <laughs> tails basically but the problem with that is that it's a lot of work <laughs> and i really uh, that's... for the amount of times that you said it oh yeah for the amount that's... and and sometimes that's not even possible if you say because sometimes you you talk really fast i will talk really fast sometimes if i'm trying to make a point if i already know what i'm going to say and it's just natural conversation. I don't have to think about what I'm saying. And when I talk really fast like that, the like gets just mixed in the shuffle of the sound. It's impossible to edit out. I will say, though, you're not the only one who said one specific word more times than warranted last podcast, or probably the first podcast, too. You said a word? What? My word was yeah. Yeah. Oh, I you told me about this. I don't I don't think about and it I've, too much. And I've done it this podcast, too. I was just about to say, yeah. But you're right. I mean, people people say, yeah, in agreement to what they're saying. 
before they think about what they're going to say next. Because people don't... That's the thing about talking. People don't like dead air. It feels unnatural, but actually the dead air is the easiest way to do this thing because it's easier to edit. It allows you time to think. And so I think from now on, I think I'm going to be more comfortable if I don't know exactly where I'm, what the sentence I'm going to say next is, I'm just going to pause and not say anything. I almost said, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still trying to figure out the setup and it's not easy. Podcasting is hard. It's harder than I thought it was going to be. We're only two episodes in. I don't plan on quitting anytime soon, but it is difficult. Things that I think would make it easier is if we had multiple microphones. If we had multiple microphones, what we're doing right now is we're recording in my closet. And I said this last episode, I never explained why I'm doing that. But the reason I'm doing that is because of the acoustics. (laughs) You know, all this fabric that I've got hanging up with these clothes and, you know, my bookshelf, it dampens the sound a little bit more. But it would be a lot easier if we had multiple microphones. Because I I could have it up to my mouth. What we're doing right now is we both have maybe 12 to 18 inches between our mouths and the microphone because we're trying to share the microphone. But if if we each had our own, I'd be putting putting it up like six inches to my mouth. And it would get better sound quality that way too. It would be easier to edit, I'm sure. Yes, that is another thing. It would be, well, not easier to edit, but it would give me more options to edit. For example, we talk over each other sometimes. And it's hard to prevent yourself from doing that. Because you know you don't know when the other person is going to talk. Yeah. Sometimes. Just, exactly, <laughs> just then. You don't know when they're done making their point. And I don't want to sit here and say, well, we need to develop... We need to develop better cues. Like, when I'm done making my point, I'm going to nod or I'm going <laughs> to stare at you in the I'm face. I'm going to raise my eyebrow. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just we still need to be natural. Those things are just... <laughs> Stop looking at me like that. Those things are just unavoidable with this setup that we have. We're going to talk over each other sometimes. It's going to happen. You have something to say? I'll ask you something if you don't have something to say. I feel like I don't know what to say because you have more to say about this topic than I do. Like I don't I don't do a whole lot other than talk on the podcast. I wish I would. I wish I could help you more. I was actually telling someone at work today that um like you're basically the brains of the operation and I'm just here for like moral support. <laughs> well, okay, one person I'll have to say this. Because you're selling yourself a little bit short. One person in a podcast, one person in a closet recording on their microphone does not make for a very good podcast. This, I mean, this is a conversational thing that we're doing here. Podcasting is also a personal thing. Like, it's not like social media where a lot of people feel obligated to follow or be friends with people that they know. Even if they see what they post online and don't like it. (laughs) Me, I wasn't that way. Which social media is a whole other topic we can talk about sometime. But when I was on Facebook, if I didn't like a particular person, I just wouldn't be friends with them. 
even if I knew them and they expected me to be friends. If I didn't like what they were posting or I thought they were being stupid online, I just wouldn't be friends with them. Yeah, people aren't like that with their friends on Facebook. They'll be friends with someone that that they don't even like what they're posting. But podcasts aren't like that. If you don't like a podcast, you won't listen to it. You won't subscribe to it. We just have to keep being good. <laughs> <laughs> we have to keep being good and attract people. I don't know how to do that. We have to be good enough for people to recommend it to other people. Yeah. That's my suit. You have a suit? Yeah. You never seen me wear a suit? Wait. Yes, you have. Haven't you seen me with in the picture... Where Emily and I dressed up? Maybe. For... I'm sure I have seen you in a suit. It's just few and far between. Yeah, I mean, I don't wear suits very often. I usually wear the same thing every day. <laughs> <laughs> that could be a conversation. Yeah. I wear... <laughs> <laughs> I wear a plaid button-up and jeans every single day. Even when it's hot. I have khakis. You have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven pairs of identical jeans. No, they're not identical. I have, there. there's minute variations in some of these. And also, I don't wear, I don't wear six of those pairs of jeans. I need to get rid of those. Why do you have so many jeans that you don't wear? <laughs> okay, some of them don't fit anymore. I've gotten a little bit bigger and I need to trim down. And then some of them are just, they're frayed at the at the bottom. They're, like, too old. And some of them aren't, I don't like the color of them anymore. They're too light. They faded. This I one like, almost looks green. Yeah. I actually like darker color jeans. Not black, but ones that look fresh. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. It's been a long time that I've been wearing plaid button-ups, though. That's crazy. To think that I could never wear, I can't say it's identical, but like, you wear almost the exact same thing every day. Yeah. I mean, the only variation is the pattern of the plaid. And the color. Yeah. And that's it. And some of them have the same pattern, but just different colors. Because I bought yeah. them at the same time, and the store had basically three or four different colors with the same pattern. Yeah. But just the color variation. So some of them have the same pattern. I think it's been six years that I've been wearing plaid button-ups. I haven't, and I I rarely go shopping. Would you ever consider stepping out of that box? Well, I didn't always wear this. Right. I remember the, when you say that, exactly when you said that, a certain memory stuck out in my head of that baker, the black baker shirt. Yeah, it was a t-shirt. I've gotten out of wearing t-shirts. I can't go back to wearing t-shirts now. Anything without a collar doesn't work. For whatever reason, the collar gives me comfort. It's like it wraps around my neck. I don't know why, but I just... The t-shirt, it feels like my neck is naked. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I guess it would make sense if you've been wearing the same thing for six years. You'd feel awkward in, in anything else. And people even make fun of me sometimes because my workout shirts. These are my workout shirts. <laughs> they have collars, They have too. collars on them. They're basically golf shirts. Oh golf shirts goodness. have collars on them. And I can't work out in, like, T-shirts because they don't have a collar. I have to have a collar. What about if you had just worn, like, 
kind of like the same shirt that you're wearing now, except not plaid. Like, just a plain color. I like plaid, though. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm not trying to to tell you what to wear. I'm just... I, I really like the plaid patterns. And I like the very... People say I wear the same thing every time, every day. But actually, I like my collection of colors and patterns. I know that sounds <laughs> weird. <laughs> but... No. I mean, it's your... Your wardrobe, you wear what you want. Yeah, and actually before, I remember for like two or three years, I I developed a style of my own that was different from what I wear now. What I wear now is just the plaid button-up. But before, I would wear some kind of button-up shirt. It didn't matter the color, pattern, whatever, as long as it was button-up. But I wouldn't button them. I would wear a t-shirt, usually a white t-shirt underneath. Do you remember me? Ever wearing that? No. I remember wearing that for a while. Maybe not two like years. Like teenage years? or Yes, it was right before. It was probably before I graduated. It it had, before I graduated high school. It had to have been junior year of high school. Is about the right time frame. You know the other thing about wearing the type of shirts that I wear is that they all have pockets. And I carry specific things, and actually it's not in my pocket right now. Cause, so usually I will I will always have my headphones in, in my shirt pocket. It's really nice to just be able to whip it right out whenever I'm trying to watch a video or something on my phone. I took it out to listen to at the test of the podcast um, when I was testing the audio. Yeah, I usually keep my headphones in my in my little shirt pocket and then sometimes I keep a pencil in there I've got like six different things that I carry every single day you're a creature of habit you, yeah you find something you like and you keep doing it like for instance that watch yeah I've had this watch for a while and actually this is not the watch that I've had for a while I used to have the exact same watch but I had it for five years but then I lost it and I went to Walmart and they had the exact same watch, and I bought it again. <laughs> See, that, that's just like you. <laughs> yeah, and actually, that's something that I had to deal with a couple months ago. I was very frustrated buying shoes, because shirts are not like... Shirts you can keep for a long time. I've had the same shirts for six years, maybe. I rarely go shopping for shirts. Pants, I try to get the same thing every time. And usually you can find the same thing. Shirts, it doesn't matter. They last so long. Shoes don't last as long. Usually shoes last me a year and a half around that that amount of time. And I usually just have one pair of shoes. I have one pair of tennis shoes that I use as my daily all the time that I wear. And I have various other things for, like I've got flip-flops for the beach and boots for camping. And that's pretty much it. But I use one pair of tennis shoes, sneakers, whatever you want to call them, every day. And I wear them out in about a year to a year and a half. And I was very frustrated a couple months ago because it seems that they no, none of the tennis shoes are available from when I bought my last pair of tennis shoes. When I go back, they're all different tennis shoes. I can't get the same ones that I have. Yeah. Sometimes I can find them on Amazon, but I don't like buying shoes on even 
even though technically it's the same model, it's the same model, it's the same size, same maker or brand or whatever. So it should be the same, but for whatever reason I get finicky about I'm afraid that it might not be exactly the same if I bought it on Amazon. So I go into the store and I try them on, but you know, I get so frustrated because I'm very particular about my shoes too. They have to be black, white, or gray, but not white. Mostly gray. I prefer gray shoes. <laughs> gray shoes, like a darker gray. Black, white, or gray, but not white. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, white is it's too flashy. And it can't be a lot of design on it. I want it to be simple gray. You're very simple. Yeah. But you don't wear the same you don't wear the same thing every day. So what I mean I don't know what to ask you about. You don't have a you don't have a routine with what you wear. No. I I just whenever I know that I'm running low on clothes that A still fit me and be like still are updated with my style. I just go shopping and get several things. I wear them and then when everything whenever I run out of clothes, clean clothes, I wash everything all at once and then I keep them all in the hamper. Don't hang them up or fold them. <laughs> <laughs> that would drive me crazy. And I pick things from the top. It doesn't matter what it is. I just pick it because it's clean. And then wear it, and it's, the cycle starts over again. <laughs> oh, okay. So actually, the way you decide the order of what you wear is basically random chance, because it gets shuffled up in the dryer. <laughs> the dryer decides for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is not how I live my life at all. Okay, so when I get done drying my shirts, I hang them all up. They're hanging up in my closet right now. And I pick different shirts for different occasions. I have shirts that I prefer, that I like for, uh, like if I, okay, this is going to sound weird. If I'm seeing Emily, I try to pick a nicer shirt, the ones that I like more. Like the one I'm wearing right now, I don't really particularly like too much. It's got a, it's got a wood glue stain on it. From, I like it. You like this? Yeah, I like the color. Oh, I think it looks a little plain. I, I like it too, but it's not one, it's not one I go to. So, but anyway. So yeah, I hang them up and I pick different shirts for... I like that shirt, but it doesn't fit me. I need to lose weight to to fit that shirt. I've had that shirt for, oh God, five years. Have I don't think I've worn it in five years. <laughs> I keep hoping that someday I'll be able to fit in it, which is sad. That is sad, but... <laughs> I do the same thing. Yeah. Well, all my shirts are extra large. And that's a, that's a large. And I, I keep thinking, someday I'm going to be able to fit into that large. But that day never comes. <laughs> <laughs> that I do the same thing. Like I'll, I'll keep a pair of pants that I really like. And I say, it's for motivation. I'm going to do it. Yeah, some and of these pants. And then it never happens. Yeah, some of these pants. It's not just because of the color, but some of these pants, they just don't fit. Or I keep it around just, just in case I get skinny. <laughs> 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 like that's gonna happen automatically yeah. overnight like oh my god i'm skinny i can fit into these jeans again <laughs> wow how do you retire your clothes you mean like what what determines if it's gonna be gone 
Yeah, what is your thought process for determining whether it needs to be retired? And then once it is retired, what do you do with it? Uh, So there's a couple things that could make me retire clothes. First of all, I don't like to keep things that I know I'm not going to wear. If it's been in my drawer for a long time, at least a year, and I haven't worn it, and I just keep passing it by, thumbing through, and I just don't like that one, I'm going to skip it this day, I just go ahead and get rid of it, because I know I'm never going to wear it, so what's the point in keeping it? So I don't like to hoard things. Also, if it's too small, or if it's, like, worn and, you know, doesn't look nice anymore. Although sometimes I'll 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 hold on, on to things, even though it's worn, just because I really like it so much. <laughs> like, for instance, I have a pair of leggings that I've had for a couple of three years now that I really like, and I've... What is it about that you like? Is it the way they fit or the way they look? It's not the way they look. They're kind of ugly, to be honest with you. (laughs) They have, like, weird patterns and, like, the calf is see-through. Wait, is this the one that... Are these the ones that are, like, all colorful? They're black. Oh. Mostly. Do you have those crazy color? I've seen people, like, wear these, like, looks like... Not camouflage, but just like a bunch of splotch. Yeah. Color splotches I know what everywhere. You're talking about, but that, no, it's not it. Those things are loud. <laughs> They're obnoxious. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I really like those and I've sewn them a couple times now. Really? Yeah, because they get holes. Well, that's okay. Speaking of random talents from last week, I didn't know you would sew your clothes. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't look good, but it does the job. I can do it. I wish I knew how to do that because sometimes. Now, before Momo passed away, when I would have to have things hemmed because the pants were too long or whatever, I'd take them to her. And actually, she w- there were a couple shirts that I really liked, but they only had them in long sleeve, like plaid button-up shirts, you know, my style. Mm-hmm. And they were long sleeve, but I knew Momo could do it. Nanny can do it too, actually. So if I ever have to buy a shirt that has long sleeve, I can take it to them. But I wish I knew how to do it myself. But then I'd have to have a sewing machine. Yeah, I don't know how to do that. I just do it all by hand. I wouldn't even know where to start with a sewing machine. Yeah, I mean, we were talking about random talents last week. And I I remember talking about how, like, I always... Or I have a bunch of things that I want to try. All, all the time. And actually, one of the things that I was thinking about trying, and you laughed at me, was... I wanted to try to get into quilt sewing. <laughs> and I, I, I was close to buying a sewing machine. <laughs> so I could, oh my I, could try. I think it would be cool to sew, sew my own quilts because I like quilts. Anything that I like, I want to see, can I make that? Can I figure out how to make that myself? That's the part of dad in you. When I retire clothes, it has to be really bad. There has to be a, a big hole in them. Even this shirt right here, it has a small hole at the back. I'm not going to get rid of it because I like that shirt. I can sew it for you. Oh, thanks. (laughs) Um, You do a good job? (laughs) You're not paying me for it. (laughs) So it doesn't matter? (laughs) It can't get any worse. (laughs) Yeah. I I wouldn't throw that away. If I, if I were you, if no. I was in your shoes, I wouldn't throw it away just because that. It's not no. big enough. Yeah, and it's on the bottom, too. People it's, aren't going to notice. It's like the size of a dime yeah. for the people listening. 
Yeah, it's and I like that shirt. The last thing that I retired was I can't remember how it got ripped. I think I think you like were grabbing me. I was trying to walk away and you like grabbed my shirt. You remember doing that? No. Cuz I remember you grabbing my shirt and I'm like, "Bree, this is one of my favorite shirts." And it ripped. It ripped a hole in the shoulder. You I don't do remember not that? remember that. Well, okay. I think you're making things up. <laughs> no. It was on the side of mom and dad's house. Anyway, it doesn't matter. So yeah, that's the that's the last thing I retired, and I gave it to Emily. She uses it as like a night shirt, you know. I was going to just throw it away. <laughs> <laughs> you also asked me what I do with my clothes when I do decide to retire them. <laughs> I throw them away. Yeah. Which I know is not good. I know I it's not good I should probably give them to, to like Goodwill or somewhere. Yeah. Donate them, but... I Well... I don't feel too bad because I don't rare I I don't regularly do it. Yeah, and and a lot of the clothes, which is, it sounds bad what I'm about to say because it's like lazy, but like I'd have to sort through them and figure out which ones are usable and which ones are like that's literally trash. You can't even use that. Well, for me, usually when I throw them away, I consider them unusable. Some of the clothes that I would throw away are usable. I just would never wear them. How often do you think you change your style? Um, I mean, your style has changed a little bit over the last couple of years. I don't know how to describe it. I don't think I would give my style a name, really. Um, I definitely don't wear like bright colors. I don't wear, I don't wear things that look too girly. I usually try to stick to things that are semi baggy. I I stick to things that cover my skin. I don't like to show a lot of skin, which that's just personal preference. I don't wear shorts unless I'm at the beach. Yeah, that's funny. I don't I don't rare I rarely wear shorts even in the summer. And it gets I mean, this yeah. is South Carolina. It gets hot down here. Yeah, it does. I wear leggings instead of shorts. I just don't like the Do way my legs they, look. Aren't those even hotter though? Than pants? Yeah. No. What Leggings are, are thinner. Why do people wear them in in the winter? <laughs> Don't ask me. No, I'm not they, even not joking. Warm. When I was in college, people would wear normal pants during the summer, but then maybe it was yoga pants. You know those real tight <laughs> girls wear them. Yoga pants and leggings are similar, very similar. Well, in the winter, that's when the girls would wear them. Not the summer. Yeah. Which is, why? So you're saying it is cooler? For me, anyways, it's it's like the the material is thinner. Like I just thought maybe because it was so tight, it was keeping your body heat in. Anyway, I don't I don't wear shorts either. I have shorts. I think I have like four or five pairs of shorts up there, and they pretty much just stay folded all the time. I don't ever use them. I only have like three pairs of shorts that fit me that I actually enjoy wearing but I hardly ever wear them has anything happened to you recently that's kind of interesting we could make a topic out of I mean I have something because I went to the dentist today I could talk about that for only two minutes but it's kind of funny I mean she went at my teeth so aggressively and so thoroughly more aggressively than any other it was a different hygienist than I'd ever had Mm-hmm. 
I don't know where she went to school. <laughs> <laughs> but she really went at my teeth. She wanted there to be no doubt. <laughs> um, well, it's funny that you say that because last time I went to the dentist, she was the same way. I'd never gotten a dentist or a dental hygienist had never gotten my teeth that clean before. It was, I liked it. I think it's about as clean as I usually get, but she just was very aggressive with it. And I actually started laughing. First of all, <laughs> I said, I actually, I, you know, I have a higher tolerance for pain. I do. And anyway, I do. I do. <laughs> and so the fact that I kind of winced audibly, she heard me because she backed off a little bit. <laughs> um, the fact that I winced is a little bit of a big deal for me. But then I started laughing. And here's why I started laughing. <laughs> you started laughing with her tools in your mouth. Yep. <laughs> here's why i started laughing because <laughs> first of all she started with the hook you know the thing that they go in and pull the yeah. i think it's called plaque yeah they pull that stuff out and they scrape it real hard <laughs> and they she was it hurt and i thought after she was done with that she started using the electric toothbrush and i thought Oh, okay, so that the hardest part was over. <laughs> you know, I'm thinking that in my head. And then she pulls out the toothbrush. I'm like, oh, okay, I got this. Well, then she takes the toothbrush, and it's like a conical shape. You know, the end, You know, the dentist toothbrush have the, the, like, it's got a cone. You know what I'm talking about? It's not like a flat brush. It's like a cone that rotates around. I've never seen it before. Oh, really? It just goes in my mouth, and I don't, I don't look at it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like a, it's semi-conical, and it's got a slightly pointy end. Not pointy, but like sort of rounded point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. She puts it in between, like, in between two teeth and on the gum at the same time. Like, like if you meet, if you think about the place where two teeth and the gum meet. Yeah. Right there in the corner, she goes in... And she pushes like five pounds of pressure probably on it. And just like, Urgh! and I started laughing <laughs> <laughs> because I thought, I thought the hardest part was over. And then I, I almost asked her, are you trying to hurt me? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think she would have said? You think she would have laughed at I, you? No, I think. I think she would have said sorry and tried to pull off a little bit. But now I'm thinking, did I look like a weirdo for laughing when she, she was... Did she, did she acknowledge it? No. She just pretended like it didn't happen? Yeah, she pretended. And she also, she was kind of like merry about it. She started singing along, singing along with the song that was on the radio <laughs> while she was simultaneously like putting me through pain and torture. Like, <laughs> I don't think she was trying to hurt you. I hope. Anyway, that happened to me today. <laughs> Someone at work told me that you could pay some dollar amount extra a month. Apple Care. And it'll give you the newest thing. Oh, no, that's not what Apple Care is. Apple Care is you can pay at it's basically it's basically like an extended warranty, I think is what Apple Care is. You pay it up front. I think I don't think it's a reoccurring charge, but they they do have 
that Apple does do that thing where you can do like a payment plan for things where you pay continuously and then you can upgrade every year. Yeah. That's me, crazy to me. Yeah. For me, I I don't like that. I was talking to dad. When people hear me say stuff like this, I think they would think that I'm not in tech. Like they think I'm not, you know, I'm not up to the latest. I don't have the latest everything. Well, we live, unfortunately, I think you you have said and Emily has said, I'm old fashioned about certain things. But we live in a disposable society. Unfortunately, we're mining resources and just using them all up. And whenever we don't like what we have now, we just buy a new thing. And we just throw it away. Whatever we have. You don't don't like your phone, get a new one. Don't like your watch, get a new one. Don't like your wife, get a new one. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah. We live in a disposable society. It's just it's it's just the way the way that the ever since the industrial revolution basically we've been going this way. I feel like that doesn't bother me as much as it bothers you. It does but it does bother me. You you you're very I feel like you have your priorities, like you're good with technology and you appreciate technology, but at the same time, your priority is, like, for instance, financially, that's your priority over technology. (laughs) Yeah, that's true, which is fine with me. It gets to, it gets to a point if you're not happy, I mean, if if you are scrimping so much that you're not happy doing that, I mean, obviously you don't want to, you don't want to be unhappy in that, like, you put yourself on such a short leash that you are unhappy, but you also have to learn to be happy with the things that you have. I think that's part of maturing, and I think that is, like, you don't think so? Maybe that just means I'm not mature yet. Well, I will say I used to think about all the things I'm going to buy. I remember when I was going through college, I'm like, oh, I'm going to make so much money after college. And I am gonna. I was thinking, oh, man, when I get a real job, I'm going to buy this. When I get a real job, I'm going to buy this. One of the things on my purchase list was an electronic drum kit. <laughs> I wanted to buy electric drums. Now... I think I want to buy a piano. I want to... There's lots of different things that I want to buy. But at the same time, I'm pretty happy. I got a lot of things I like. I got a lot of stuff to keep me occupied and hobbies. Well, good for you. That you're content with what you have. I'm happy for you. Yeah, but I also understand that is not how an economy works. Unfortunately, the way that economies work is that... People are unsatisfied with where they're at. That's why they work hard. They work hard because they hope that that's, I mean, and that's actually why a lot of people say communism falls. Because if all the resources are redistributed, what what incentive do you have to work hard if you're still going to get your pay anyway? The reason a capitalist society works, supposedly, is because... <laughs> not saying it's perfect, but the reason it works is that people think that if they work hard, they'll get rich. A lot of people work hard and never get rich, though. That's very true. 
Sometimes it does, though. I mean, like, for instance, Dad has worked hard all his life, and he's not rich, but he's got more money than he did have. Oh, yeah. I mean, you don't remember as much because you were younger, but when we were growing up, when I was uh, still a kid and you were just being born, I mean, we lived in a trailer. I wouldn't say we were ever poor. We always... And the thing is, Dad, actually, he is a lot like what I was saying. Work hard and you eventually make it. I mean, he got connected with the right people, got job offer somewhere else. And, I mean, he really did work hard and actually eventually make it. But a lot of people work hard and never make it. I think especially in especially in large companies and specifically retail and fast food industries. I I mean I I remember when I was working at Chick-fil-A, you kind of some of the people who worked there a long time it's a little sad. A lot of people It's very sad actually. Yeah. I mean there were people who worked there a long time and they would have they would have never made a lot of money. And it's it's like you know adults like middle-aged people who actually need that money not like oh i'm a teenager and i'm fresh out of high school and i could i could use it but it's not a necessity no they're like working because they have to and they need that money and they they're still struggling but they've Mm -hmm. been working there forever and working hard yeah you know i'm so conflicted because i want to say we should raise the minimum wage i understand also that it kind of I mean, it kind of hurts smaller businesses. It actually helps bigger places. For example, Walmart was for raising the minimum wage because they knew that their competitors wouldn't be able to pay their... <laughs> so it's you think, you know, you think it's doing good for the workers, but it also ends up doing good for Walmart and not for all these mom little... Mom and pop. Yeah, mom and pop. Um I don't know how in the world we got on on that. <laughs> That's the name for you. I got something that I think I can get you talking. Oh, yeah? Career origin story. How'd you get to where you are? <laughs> um, well, all throughout house, high school, I never really knew what I wanted to do with my life. I had tossed around ideas like... I wanted to be a therapist at one point. That didn't work out. My grades weren't good enough. So I'm going to push back on that in a minute, but keep going. <laughs> I thought about doing, I wanted to be a dolphin trainer at one point <laughs> because I, well, love, I love animals, but. Well, the I guess the way to funnel that into something more realistic, it would be like marine biologist. Right. but. That didn't pan out either, because apparently they don't make enough money, (laughs) which, well, I mean... Marine biologists? You think they don't make... I don't know what they make, but... I don't know. I'm sure... I just remember mom and dad convincing me not to do that. But anyways, honestly, I don't even remember how I thought of the idea of cosmetology. I knew... I think it was probably my guidance counselor that brought it up and I kind of was like eh, maybe maybe not and then slowly 
was more and more for the idea. But once I had finally decided that I wanted to do that, I remember that it was too late to sign up for the the class that you can take in ATC mm-hmm. to do the, get your hours there, which honestly is a blessing, I think. Not that this is like shade at ATC, but I don't think I would have gotten a good enough ed- education. <laughs> well, because <laughs> they don't they don't get enough um, business there. They don't have as much resources. Oh, you were you were you saying like to get your full cosmetology education there? Well, you can get your all your hours at ATC. Like you have to have fifteen hundred hours to be able to graduate cosmetology school. And then you transfer to where you actually wanted to go, or no? You can do your all your schooling at ATC. Oh yeah, okay. Get all your hours there, and then you would have to take the board exam. Oh, I thought you meant like you take one class because. Well, I mean, I don't know how long you would be doing it for, but I know you have to have fifteen hundred hours in my state anyway. Hmm. Okay. Well. Yeah, ATC is this base. It's basically this. Um, I don't know how to explain it. You explain it. It's like a recreational building for like miscellaneous things that weren't at like at the school. For instance, there's there's photography things and like there's a welding class there. Yeah, they had small engines. Yeah, and there's like um computer editing, like like video editing. Classes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I took two classes at the ATC. Photoshop things. It's you know. it's shared among multiple high schools in the area. All yeah. like several high schools in the area will go to classes there. You can take them as optional classes. Mm-hmm. Um I took electricity there and oh. I took Yeah, but I'll talk about that in a second. And then I took digital arts, which kinda was cool. Um, I took that class too. <laughs> yeah. Wait, did you have, oh, she was like a little, she was like a slightly quirky red haired lady. I had a man. Real thin. Oh, she I was nice. She was quirky, but she was kind of cool. She showed us Coraline, <laughs> which you like that movie. It's a good movie. I've never seen it. I think of, of, of the, what I'd call weird movies. <laughs> that's a, that's a good one. There's like lots of weird movies like Beetlejuice. I love Beetlejuice. And Nightmare Before Christmas. Yep. <laughs> and what's the other some other weird movies? Edward Scissorhands. I like that one too. Just weird movies. Among the weird movies. Have you seen Edward Scissorhands all the way? No, I've seen clips of it. No, I, I haven't. Like it. But yeah, Coraline is a good one. So we saw that in there, but we, that, uh, digital arts was a class. Basically we would, it's kind of like animation. Mm-hmm. Basically the class is just about animation. We did stop motion animation. We did claymation. Mm-hmm. We did rotoscope, which is where you take a video and then you take individual frames and paint over them to make it look like it's animation. We did... I don't know what you would call this or if it even has a name. It probably does. The one where you f- you draw like on a post-it note and then flip through it and it makes a movie. Oh, flipbook. Yeah, but yes. you but it's like on a computer. Like you take photos of your drawing 
Yeah. And it yeah. makes a movie for you. Yeah. Well, it doesn't have to be actually. I kind of I've watched some stuff on YouTube where these people do flip books where they bind it with these little screws and they tighten them they tighten down this big old stack of but yeah, it doesn't have to just be on the computer. But yeah, right, but that's we, how we, we did that's it. how we did it too. But also I thought what you were going to say was the very first project that we did was a you put on a circle circular piece of paper two different images and you'd put a piece of string on the ends of the circle flip it around so that it would be wound up real tight and then when you pull it it unwinds and it spins really fast and you see the two images come together as one image mm-hmm. do you remember doing that no i we didn't do that oh uh, that was like the like the the very first the idea was that we were supposed to learn that if your eyes see pictures in a quick enough succession it just blends it together mm-hmm. so but i took electricity there but yeah the people <laughs> all i'm going to say is that I was expecting something a little bit different because I wanted to go into computers. I thought maybe it would be cool to learn a little bit about electricity before I go into it. Me and Zach took it, and we were the only two nerds in that class. Oh, my gosh. There were a bunch of rednecks in that class, (laughs) and we felt so out of place. And actually, the teacher, shout out to Mr. Streeter. I'm going to just say it because this guy was so cool. Even to us, he, like, knew how to be cool to everybody. He was very funny, and he was cool to all the rednecks. He was cool to us, the nerds, and he'd come over, and sometimes he'd be like, these guys in this class, <laughs> I know you oh. guys can, I know you guys can do this stuff, and I know they're having a hard time to just be patient with them. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. Although we would struggle with some things that, that they wouldn't struggle with. Like, we had to wire an electrical box for one of our days in class. We had to come in and wire an electrical box, and I I eventually got through it, but, like, you know, there's a certain, as a nerd, I guess, there's a certain amount of perfectionism that I have that, you just hit the microphone. I saw it wiggle. That's going to come up in in the recording. I didn't hit it. Anyway, as a nerd, there's a certain amount of perfectionism that I have that the other guys didn't have. So when they wanted to strip wires, they just, they take their little wire strippers wire strippers, <laughs> and just go whoop. And whoop. I'm like, I have to like get it cut right and like be, have it look nice. Very meticulous. Huh? Meticulous. meticulous. Yeah. I'm the same way. Yeah. But you were saying uh, uh, like your career path. So you, you, you were going to take some classes at ATC. Mm-hmm. But by the, by the time that I had decided, it was too late to do that. So I waited until I graduated, and I I was still working at Chick-fil-A um, after I graduated, and I stayed there for several months after I graduated. I waited to sign up for school. And we have a, a cosmetology school pretty close to where I live, which is very convenient because a lot of people would have to drive like from far away to come to school every morning, which would really stink. But you don't remember how you decided? I mean, I just remember thinking... Your guidance counselor told you, you said. Yeah. I mean, I just remember thinking it's something that's creative, but that I can also make money doing. 
I'm a very artsy person, and but, I mean, it's called Starving Artist for a reason, so I didn't want to struggle to do that, so I thought, you know, the next thing would be something along the lines of cosmetology, where you could be creative and artsy, but also make a living, and something that nowhere near my lifetime, anyway, that will be replaced by robots. <laughs> Probably not. My, my job will be needed. Yeah. So there was logic behind it, and I had always, for the most part, I had always taken care of my own hair by myself, although I was using box color, which now I know is a no-no. Wait, why? There's several reasons. I mean, you don't really know what's in the box, because... They don't put they don't put the active chemicals or whatever. Mm-mm. They I'm don't tell you what's that. in the box. They just tell you, you know, here's what you'll get with what color hair you have, and that's only if you have virgin hair, which means you don't have any color on your hair at all. So, box color is kind of like a guessing game. You kind of get what you get, and you don't really have a choice in the matter. You also don't know which developer is in the box, which is another topic, but it's basically the strength of the color. A simple way to put it is the strength. Because you probably look some of this stuff up online, you think? For example, specific brands probably have a specific strength that they always use. (sighs) I don't know. I doubt they would put that out there. Hmm. My um, cosmetology teachers would always call it carpet dye. (laughs) Like derogatorily? Yeah, Basically, because they, they, I'm sure they use like 30 to 40 volume, which is the, the uh, upper strength because they want it to cover everybody's hair. So what's the strongest we can use to make sure it covers everybody's hair? Yeah. So let's say you have, you know, almost black hair, but I have, you know, medium lightness hair. It's going to be the same strength for everybody, but you may not need that much. I think it, you think it gets your scalp more too. Like sometimes I see. Oh, you gets... mean hot roots, like bright, bright at the roots? No, no. I mean like literally your skin. Is that just? Is that? I mean, any color can stain your skin. I think I might edit that last question out. I kind of sound <laughs> kind of dumb. No, I mean, and no, no question is dumb if you haven't. I mean, you haven't learned about it, so yeah, how would you know? I don't know about your job, and you don't really know a whole lot about my job. I know zero zippity doo about your job. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was thinking about that a second ago, about how we kind of have to deal with misunderstandings about everyone's jobs. Yeah. You have to deal with misunderstandings about your job all the time. I remember the mm-hmm. thing that you said, Did like, if I asked, oh, did you cut anybody's hair today? <laughs> and you always get upset that... Well, you tell it. It just feels very... uh, I was trying to be supportive. Underwhelming, almost. Kind of like you're... And I know you're not meaning it When you were very first starting, I'm like, I don't want you to just own... Like, be... Because you're in a job now. I don't want you to only just be not doing anything ever. So I I wanted to like, oh, did you you do something? And my question is, did you cut people's hair? Because... But that's just... Like, mom always calls me a hair cutter. Like, that's all I do. You'd say stylist, I guess, I mean, right? A, yeah, a hairdresser, hairstylist, cosmetologist, whatever you want to call me, it's fine. I'm not going to... Except that's for That's too many cutter. syllables. Cosmetologist. 
Okay. <laughs> it's too many, so I'm just going to say stylist. That's fine. I just prefer not hair, hair cutter. Because <laughs> you do... Many uh, things. Well, you do... Cu- well, the, for me, you've only ever done cutting. Right. Which I understand, I guess, for, for you, personally, that's all you know that I do, because that's all I've ever done on you. But, like, for mom, for instance, You've I've done multiple things on mom. Colored it. I've bleached her hair. I've colored it. I've cut it, you know. So, she should know I do more than cutting hair. <laughs> yeah. But all three of us had to deal, all three of us kids, me, you, and Logan, we had to deal with misunderstandings. Logan gets upset if... Like the wires. Yeah. Earlier when I was talking about the wires. Oh, yeah. Although I think technically you were fine to say what you said. You you called it an internet cable and not an ethernet cable. I'm like, whatever. What's the difference? People know what you're talking about. And actually, it, I mean, it's fine. It, he also wants to make sure everyone knows that he works hard. Yeah. That's one thing. he <laughs> I work hard. Which I'm sure he does. I know. I know he does. Especially right now, he's working 50 hours a week, which is tough. Yeah. I don't really want to get into the misunderstandings with my job. <laughs> Why? Why do you say that? You write code, right? Well, not exactly. Actually, what do you do? Emily and I were talking about this the other day. Like, a very small percentage of our time is actually taken up by code writing. We do a lot less code writing than people think. I wish it was all coding, because actually, coding for me is the fun part. What What takes up most of your time then? Honestly, a surprising amount of time is taken up by meetings. So my origin story with my job is that I think I've always, you said the, okay, I don't want to, I don't like saying things that I'm good at, but you said last time I'm good at math. I will say that math has been something that I've been okay at. It's been one of my stronger areas of focus. And particularly abstract, anything abstract, applied math is not as cool to me or fun, but like... You're good at problem solving. Problem solving, yeah. I'm, I, and I puzzles. Puzzles. I love puzzles. And strategy. I think that's why I like board games so much. Yeah. Puzzles and strategy is, is always fun for me. But, but from, you know, I think the first time that I remember thinking about jobs at all... Is I think in eighth grade we took a a career like what would you be good at? It was not t- to be taken seriously, and and all the teachers told us don't take it too seriously. It just like gave you some ideas for for fu- you know for your future yeah to think about. And actually, one of the teachers was like, I don't remember what I got on that assessment by the way, but one of the teachers was. Oh, no, no, I do remember what I got in the assessment. It said I should be an architect. Which, actually, I'll get to that in a second. I'm going to get to something else. But when I said, in eighth grade, when I said to a teacher, they were like, oh, what are you thinking you might want to be someday? And I said, uh, maybe an architect. (laughs) And the teacher said, oh, you should go to Clemson. They have one of the best engineering and architecture colleges in, in... the state and even the entire southeast. So it's kind of funny that I ended up going to Clemson. <laughs> what grade was that you said? Eighth grade. But oh. I never thought about it again. I didn't think about it again about where I wanted to go until 11th grade. No, 12th grade. 
12th grade is when I started thinking about when I wanted to go. And I was I was pretty late. A lot of people started applying to colleges in 11th grade, but I didn't apply until the beginning of 12th grade. To be honest with you, it's honestly crazy that we expect someone in high school to know what they want to be. Yeah, I, I, I could agree with that. And actually, I changed my major a little bit when I was in college. I can talk about that in a second. But so, yeah, when I took that assessment in eighth grade and it said I should be an architect, I kind of went with it for a little while. I didn't think about it too hard, though. I wasn't like, I'm definitely going to be an architect now. And that's just my thing. But when we did in ninth grade, we did have a day where you could take off school for free. They wouldn't take you. They wouldn't take an absence from you if you went to somebody else's job and learned about their job and submitted a report. And mm-hmm. so I went to an architecture architecture firm in college or er, in Charlotte. I didn't know that. Yeah. And the guy was super nice too. Really cool. He gave me this like architect ruler. <laughs> you know the three-sided ruler where it's it's called a scale. Mhm. And he taught me about perspective and I remember the next day in class even drawing rooms with uh, I think it's called one point perspective mm-hmm. where it vanishes to one point and I drew rooms in like the bed and I would draw <laughs> like every single line would be going to like we did all... that in our class too but the architect was telling me he taught me about he showed me one point perspective when I went to that and and then I didn't really think about it for a while but what I wanted to do until maybe 11th grade I knew I was kind of into computers and by the time 12th grade, I knew I needed to start really thinking about because I knew I applied to one college, which was Clemson, which a lot of people applied to yeah. five or ten colleges. But applications were expensive, and I was paying for them myself. I didn't even know that you had to pay. Oh, yeah. You have to pay, like, I think my application to Clemson was, like, almost $100. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Now, not every place is that. Like, if you go, if you started off at a community college, you probably wouldn't have to pay anything for the application. Right. And smaller colleges, the application fee wouldn't be as big. Clemson was a bigger school. And Oh, I had an application fee. Uh, so I only applied to Clemson, and I ended up going, trying to go for computer engineering. I thought, actually, I remember telling my piano teacher... She asked me one time what I thought I might want to do. I'm like, I think it'd be cool to work for Intel, which, do you know what Intel is? They make uh, computer processors, which is like the center. Oh, like the box. The computer box. Computer box. Yeah. (laughs) You know the the thing that has the CDs in it and the power button? (laughs) The tower? (laughs) Yeah. I guess. I don't know what it's called. Yeah, but the tower has many parts in it. It and says part Intel. Of it, <laughs> it says Intel on it because it has an Intel CPU inside of it. Yeah, you lost me. Okay, it has... <laughs> okay, there's part of... Part of a computer is a CPU processor, whatever you want to call it. Intel makes those. And they slap their sticker on anything that... <laughs> on any computer they put it. <laughs> they slap a sticker on it saying this is our CPU inside of there. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it'll be AMD is one that's another processor maker. But I was like, "Oh, it'd be cool to work for Intel." But that didn't end up working out cuz when I was in college, I realized I really don't like the minutia of hardware and 
I like the logic part of it, like the the logic gates and stuff. I I'm not gonna sit here and there's a lot of stuff that I could talk about, like the logic gates and stuff and how they work and and gates and or gates and not gates and <laughs> <laughs> and how you can build complex circuitry from that. I thought that was cool, the problem solving aspect. But then when it got to okay, in order to hook this up. You have to think about, oh, the voltage source is this much, and you have to think about how much resistance your load is applying and and parallel circuits and I'm like, this is boring. This is not fun. It's I don't like this. It's not cool. I wanna and I luckily part of the engineering program was that every engineer had to take an introductory programming course. Actually, two introductory programming courses. One that was more, like, very basic, and then one that was actually kind of like introduction to programming. And I remember loving that class and thinking it was so fun, and that's when I decided to switch my major. So that's how I eventually ended up getting to where I am now. I mean, I'm thinking about a career change. Be what? When you say a career change, do you mean a job change or a career change? Because there's a difference. I would say it's a career change because I want to go from... I'm My title right now is Associate Software Developer, which, again, doesn't come with as much coding as you think. But that's... Regardless, that's my title. And I think I want to switch to teaching. Now, I still want to teach oh. computer science. You want to teach what you're doing. I want to teach what I'm doing. Exactly. I want you to do the intro this time. Do it real quick. <laughs> that wasn't me. Yes, it was. You made so much slobber noises. <laughs> okay, here's the... Here's here's what you say. No. Yes, please. I'm so awkward, dude. So awkward. No, you're not. Say, welcome to Forest for the Trees. Welcome to Forest for the Trees. You're trying to be awkward. No, I just can't say it without being weird and laughing. It's not natural. Welcome to Forest for the Trees, the podcast where we talk about anything That's and everything. That's too long. I can't say it without laughing. You've, I can't. We've talked this whole podcast without laughing. Yeah, but it's not scripted. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I would be a horrible actor. Everything that you say is scripted. It's just your mind creates the script on the spot. What is you want to do the... That's a I, wrap. <laughs> do that. Say it instead of me interrupting you. Say it like you did. You didn't interrupt me. You yeah, said it I right after. I talked over you. I talked right over you. No, you didn't. Just do it. Do it again. <laughs> no, it's not natural now. <laughs> All right. That's the wrap. All right. This is... That's it. It's cut. <laughs> <laughs> Leave that. That's the that's the ending. <laughs> All right, that's it. Uh, cut. <laughs>